This is Vincent Price. Crazy Captain Stephen is the thriller. Can you dig it? <laughs> This is Crazy Captain Stephen here to introduce another Sears Radio Theater Tales of Mystery and Suspense episode, this one called The Ham That Cried Wolf, hosted by Vincent Price. It aired April 11th, 1979, and he hosted these tales each Wednesday night. This story's title employs clever punnery. You see, the episode's main character is a ham radio operator named Michael Hammond, whose friends affectionately call the Big Ham. That's because he has earned a reputation of bragging about far-fetched stories like communicating with UFOs on his ham radio. His most recent is a whopper as he claims that on his ham radio he overhears an evil plot. Of course, his pals assume he is once again hamming it up like the boy who cried wolf. While several voice actors contribute to this episode, let's focus on its fascinating star, Parley Bear, that's P-A-R-L-E-Y space B-A-E-R, who portrays Michael Hammond. His bio amazes. A hero in World War II who earned seven battle stars, a presidential citation, and attained rank of captain, he married circus aerialist and bareback writer Ernestine Clark in 1946. They were together for 54 years until her death. He served as a ringmaster for Circus Vargas and Barnum and & Bailey. He even had an act with seven tigers at the now-defunct Jungle Land in Thousand Oaks, California. He appeared in over 50 films and seems to have popped up in every TV sitcom known to man often depicting a stereotypical straight-laced insurance salesman or politician. He was on The Addams Family, The Lucy Show, The Dukes of Hazard, Three's Company, and so on. Most old-time radio fans will recognize his voice from the radio show Gunsmoke. He played Chester Proudfoot, Matt Dillon's unofficial deputy. I'll just follow him all night, Chester. Oh, Mr. Dillon, I'm about ready to drop. Everything's getting hazy. Where is he? In the restaurant there? Yes, sir, that's where he went. He gambled the entire night. I swear I don't know how he stays awake. I can't hardly keep my eyes open. Oh, rub a rouser and a back of juice on him, Chester. That'll help. Oh, my goodness. He just come out the door. Yeah, he's seen us. Stand steady. Yes, sir. Marshal, I got a complaint. Now, is that so? It sure is. I had an idea this man's tracking me all night had something to do with you. Oh, how'd you know I was following you? Mister, you might as well have been wearing snowshoes with cowbells tied on them. Now, that's not true. That's a dog. Never mind, Chester. Never mind. His early radio work included The Whistler and yours truly, Johnny Dollar, playing a variety of characters. And long before Gomez and Morticia Adams started their wacky family... Parley Bear guest starred in The Dennis Day Show in the 1950s. Until next time, this is Crazy Captain Stevens signing off. That's the theme from the Sears Radio Theater. Tonight, a program of mystery with Vincent Price as your host. Here's a preview.
I'm sure Captain Magnuson would have loved to lock you up. You know, th that's another part that mystified me. Boy, you have got some wild imagination. Well, now, all this is true. It is not fantasy. They were going to kill Governor Dawson, and I had to stop them. The Sears Radio Theater will begin after this message from your local station. Listen to the sounds and voices that can shake a nation. Now, if there's no further business at the Good Buddy CB Club, I would like to welcome back our in-house storyteller, electronic wizard and good buddy, Mike. <laughs> Simmer down, folks. Well, we haven't seen this bucket mouth in almost two weeks. <laughs> Tonight's speaker is, of course, no stranger to the club. He's a man who has raised the art of CB transmitting to new heights. Yeah, supposedly his own digit scan has put him in contact with UFOs. A man who has received signals from the Russians in... Uh, what was that, Mike? It was their space tracking station in Omsk. Uh, oh, right, right, good buddy. <laughs> a man who claims to have access to over 1,200 frequencies through his special scan and chip. Well, his stories get better every year. That's what you say. I give you the 1976, 77, and 78 winner of the Tall Tales Award, none other than Michael Big Ham Hammond. Well, now, I, I know you're not going to believe this That's one, right. but I have... Sure. All right, come on now, let's give him a chance. This should be a good one. All right, we're waiting on you, Big Ham. Where you been? I just came back from the state capitol. Uh, huh? And why you were up there? Because of a conspiracy on the governor's life. Uh, say that again. I was in the state capitol because of a conspiracy on the governor's life. Oh, this one we gotta hear. <laughs> Michael Hammond, affectionately known as Big Ham to his fellow citizen band radio operators. A man filled with incredible stories. A man, quite frankly, never taken too seriously by his peers. He is about to relate another flight of fantasy, or is there an actual plot on the governor's life? And that's only the beginning of our story. Theater, a new adventure in radio listening. Five nights of exceptional entertainment every week, brought to you in Elliot Lewis production of The Sears Radio Theater. Our story, The Ham That Cried Wolf, by Ken Gerard. Our stars, Parley Bear and Olin Soleil. The Sears Radio Theater is brought to you by Sears Roebuck and Company. Sears, where America shops for value. It appears that Big Ham is about to spin another incredible story. This tale will be almost impossible for his fellow sea beers to swallow. Perhaps he'll be laughed right out of the club, or perhaps he'll be killed for what he knows. <laughs> All right, hold on, everybody, hold on. 
big hand. That is the most outrageous statement you have ever made to this club. <laughs> a conspiracy. Well, no, it's the truth. Uh-huh. And I suppose it was the truth about the CIA. Everything about those arms and the men in Latin America. You swore on a stack of FCC code regs that it was on the square. However, there was no proof. I heard that whole episode. It was the truth. Why don't any of the rest of us hear any of these earth-shaking events? Because I have a special digit scan and I worked on my chip. You know that, Lynn. Uh-huh. Now, what happened when I came over last month? We were supposed to monitor your Russian friends. I listened for almost three hours. Nothing. Well, I, 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 I can't explain it. <laughs> okay, okay. Just get on with this one. Well, uh, about two weeks ago, I was riding home from the ballpark. I guess it was about 10.30. Anyway, I started flipping channels. Finally, I was jawjacking with some trucker. Roger, your last big ham. The cars are stacked real bad coming out of the ballpark. I'll take 183 like you advise. Should save me time. Over. 10-4, Coyote. Where are you heading? Shaky City with a rig full of two-wheelers. Over. Now, lots of luck. Watch out for Smokey with a camera near the Northwest Interchange. 73, Big Ham out. Somebody's stuck here forever. Let's see if I can get something on Channel 9. Maybe there's an accident holding us up. Car Delta Bravo, 294. Request ambulance at 113 Maple Avenue. We have a male about 65 with a compound fracture of the right arm. Over. Sorry about that. Well, might as well try to listen to some of those high-frequency channels. I didn't buy this digit scan or rebuild my system for nothing. Let's see. I turned the scan on. Now a little step up, and we'll see. Maybe I can hear what the CIA is doing. You sure these transmissions can't be overheard? This special frequency crystal was manufactured for us. It's the council's private communication system. If the council says it's safe, that's good enough for me. I don't know. It's not like the old days. Contact helper. Not yet. We just created a safe house. And Al Rojo is timing the event. Well, where is he? I want to talk to him. He's out. Where? I don't know. You can't ask a guy like that too many questions. Besides, he barely talks. But he's the cream of the crop. Helper wouldn't settle for less. Dawson will never know what hit him. You'll be in and out of that office inside a minute. Sure. What about Helper? When do we hear from him? On the ninth. We'll have a three-way chat about 2,200 hours. Not soon enough for me. I never went for a top guy. That's what I heard. I couldn't believe it myself. Here, two jokers and some guy named El Rojo were planning to murder. Well, at that point, I didn't realize who it was or where it was going to take place. Uh, that is the biggest bunch of bull I have ever heard. Not because of those two characters, Tampa or El Rojo, but... You've trapped yourself this time. What do you mean, Len? I'm telling it almost verbatim. Big Ham, every sea beer in the nation knows that Channel 9 is reserved for emergency use only. It's a public service channel for police, fire, medical, any kind of disaster or crisis. If those people were on 9, everybody and his brother would have heard them. Now explain that one. Well, it, it, it wasn't exactly 9. I, I told you. I switched over to my scan and stepped up. 
I picked up a real high frequency. Sure you did, just like all the other times. That scan isn't worth anything, and neither is your computerized chip. Yeah, sure. Well, anyway, Mike, what happened next? <laughs> they, they finally stopped sending. I really didn't know what to make of the whole thing, but then... Yet then, I was sure one of my Wiseacre CB buddies was putting me on or had tinkered with the set. You know, the, the whole thing seemed like an act. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like a good idea. Yeah, we should have thought of that to teach you a lesson. <laughs> but I checked everything out. Set, scan, wiring, and it was all right. I even went over the equipment again, not a speck of trouble. Well, just for kicks, I went back to the ballpark the evening of the night. Got my car in the same spot, tuned to nine, then switched over to the scan, stepped up, and sure enough, the same two guys were on the air. Control calling Tampa. Do you read? Over. I copy control. We're on a go pattern. You speak with Helper? Yeah, this morning. He's got the man all set up for that day. Looks like a clear path. He'll do that number in his office, right? Correct. We got the first appointment right after the swearing-in ceremony, about 1.30. Fine. You'll find the car in the north lot. That's to the left of the Capitol. It's a blue Pontiac. We'll have it parked in row L. The keys will be taped behind the right side of the front bumper. El Rojo says he wants to forget the car, simply shoot Dawson, walk out of the office, and then pick up the plane. Well, I'll buy that. Follow his lead. Now, let me speak to him. He's not here. He went to a concert. Oh, that's typical. How can this guy be so cold? He's like ice. This is no ordinary hit. We're not going for some two-bit mobster. We're going for Governor Dawson. And you're getting paid. So don't complain. Sure. Our next transmission will be at 2300 hours on the 11th. 11th three-way hookup. Now, Rojo won't talk over to sir. Not him. You and me and Albert. Out. standing on end when those two birds signed off. I only prayed they didn't realize I was listening in. These characters and that El Rojo were going to kill the governor, Charles Dawson. Our governor, and it was on inaugural day. Oh, I knew I had to stop him. Charles Dawson, our governor, and it was on inaugural day. Oh, I knew I had to stop him. <laughs> Big hand, this is your best story in a year. It's the truth. I swear I heard every word of it. Sure it is. And why didn't you go to the police? You know Captain McNewson as well as I do. I did. I went down there that same night. Captain Magnuson, uh, remember me? I sure do. Sit right down, Mr. Hammond. How you been? <laughs> Have you seen any extraterrestrial beings this week? Uh, well, I, I'd like to forget I ever came to you with that story, but this is something else. Mm. A matter of life and death. Can I talk to you confidentially? Don't I read you, good buddy. Haven't we worked together before? I mean, your club is always helping the police. You can trust me. What's up? Well, I was listening to my CB, and I heard... Well, there is a plot to murder Governor Dawson. 
It's going to take place right after the inauguration, exactly at 1.30. Now listen, Hammond, and listen good. Get out. If you ever set foot in this station again with some crazy pack of lies, I'll lock you up for disturbing the police. Get out of here. McNerson had sense. How could you have dared go to him? Especially after the story about contacting the alien beings. <laughs> you, you really think this is all a big joke, don't you? <laughs> no, no. Only we've ridden down this road before. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Please finish. Then what happened? Well, boys, I, I couldn't believe all this myself. I didn't know where to turn. The police didn't believe me. I had to keep going if I was going to save the governor. Now, this was a real crisis. On the night of the 11th, I made sure that I was going to pick up their conversations. But I was plenty scared. Perhaps they'd realize I was monitoring their plan. This is Control. Have you hooked into his Tampa? I copy. Helper on the line. Talk. I understand El Rojo scrubbed the car. Affirmative. Feels that traffic after the ceremony will be a high negative factor. You concur, Helper? He's the one pulling the trigger. It's his neck. We've set up an alternate car. The plane out of the country will go as planned. Helper, are you sure we're going to get into the governor's office? I've told you that a dozen times. Now, let me give the running schedule. The inauguration starts at 12. We'll be through at least by 1. It's a few minutes from the rotunda to Dawson's office. Say it's now 1.15. The governor plans to receive the state justices and the majority speaker for no more than ten minutes. I know you'll be in that office on the money. Should we uh, wait in this ante room? Damn it, no! I told you, walk into the office exactly 1.30. That's the beauty of the whole plan. You walk in, you kill him, and walk right out. The whole thing should be over in 45 seconds. Yeah, but the security guards, suppose we're spotted. Follow orders, there'll be no problems. How many times have I heard that one? I'm leaving the air. Tampa, out. Well, what do you think? It'll go down. Rojo's good. Yeah, I know. Counts a contractor for Tampa, too. What? Yeah, he's a dead man. Lost his guts. You better take that as a lesson, bright boy. You're playing with the big guys now. Don't screw up. Control out. about that story. That I tell you, it curled my hair listening to that plan. Double killings. The, the council. You know what I think? What's that? You are the biggest liar I have ever met. Amen to that. That tale defies, well, even television. I think you should change your handle to Pinocchio. Oh, really? Some joke. The governor's life on the line and no one believed me. Well, let me tell you, that's no joke. latest story, an assassination attempt on the governor, but nothing in the press. Incredible. Or is it? Yeah, you got a lot of guts, Sam. <laughs> Did you really go to the state capitol? Well, naturally. I wasn't going to let El Rojo, whoever he was, gun down Governor Dawson. Sure. 
And you expect us to believe that you got there before the inauguration? I grew like a madman. There's no smoke. He was going to stop me. Mike, that's too much to swallow. I made it to the Capitol in one night. Rolled up in front of the executive offices about 10 the next morning and went straight to his chambers. Is this the governor's office? Oh, that's right. How can I help you? Well, I, I've got to see him. It's a matter of life and death. <laughs> On inauguration day? <laughs> You're right. I bet you want tickets for the ceremony. Nation, man, this is a crisis. I've got to see him. Uh, without an appointment, it's impossible. Not today. Look, you've got to let me in. It's crucial. I've heard that one before. You have yes, to have... Yes, 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 an appointment. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, I I'll give you $50 just to meet him. Good morning. Please, I've got a lot of work to do. The inauguration is right on top of us. Oh, you think I'm an autograph hound, that's it. Mister, I don't know what you are or who you are. But if you don't leave, I'm calling the security guards. What do I have to do to make you listen? Okay, tell you what. Here's a ticket to the ceremony. It's a good seat. Enjoy yourself. Be my guest. Good morning. I don't want that. I, I want to see him. I've got an important message. It's vital. Just one moment. What's that signal for? I told you. It's a security man. Sorry. Are you having problems? Yes, this man refuses to leave. Oh, no. Hammond, what are you doing here? <sighs> Captain Magnuson, am I glad to see you. Just what I needed. You, you know this man? Unfortunately, I do. Listen, I gotta speak with you. Uh, Captain, can you handle this business somewhere else? Sure I can. Come on, Hammond. Come on, I'll, I'll buy you a cup of coffee. Well, you know, I thought being selected to be on the security staff was going to be an honor. But now... You're protecting Dawson? Just a temporary assignment. It'll be over tomorrow. Uh, excuse me, gentlemen. I'd like to see the appointment secretary. Hey, you don't have to push us out of the way. I've been waiting for several minutes. I don't have all day. Come on, Ham. Let's get some breakfast. Yeah, hold it. Say, uh, don't I know you, mister? I certainly hope not. Your voice sounds familiar to... Yeah, skip it. I uh, want to double-check our appointment, Mr. Redmond, Mr. Tampton. Yes, sir. Uh, right here. You're set for 1.30 tomorrow. No problem. Thank you. Just checking. You're Tampa! Hmm? I know that voice. Magnuson, it's him. He's the guy I was telling you about. It's Tampa, and the other guy must be a rope. Oh, oh, that man is mad. I've never met him before. Come on, Hamlet. Let's get out of here. You're making a scene. No, no, but it's him. He, no, he's shut gonna... up. Come on. Now move. Everybody's looking at you. Yeah, but now, look, Magnuson, you've got to... It's all right, folks. It's all right. I'm taking this man into custody. You mean Magnuson? Big hand, not only are you a fool, but I've got more proof that this is another one of your imaginary episodes. But it did happen that way. Ask Magnuson. Go ahead. Call him. I bet he's at the station right now. No, I don't have to. I saw Carl Magnuson last night at the South Valley CB Club meeting. He's got an arm and a cast up to his shoulder. It was his first evening out of his house in almost three weeks. Hey, get out of there. And by my calendar, that takes in the 13th. But he was there. He was assigned as an honor guard for the governor. Uh, That's right. Keep up the, the use of your frequency scan, Magnuson being where he wasn't, and the plot. It's all bull. The Channel 9 garbage. You know, we're not dumb. If you're going to lie, make it about things we don't understand, like, like spaceships. But yeah, Magnuson was there. Sure, sure. And how about explaining why this Tampa fellow just happened to be there at the same time? <laughs> I, I can't. Well, 
But I, I, I guess I scared him off. Because as the captain was shoving me out of the office, I saw him moving down that hall pretty quickly. There he goes. Come on, let's follow him. No, you're not going to start something with a total stranger. That's Tampa. Yeah, and I'm, what's his name, the other fellow. El Rojo. Look, I'm positive. We've got to get to the governor. I'm not going to let this happen. Why am I doing this? Okay, Ham, come with me. I'm sorry to disturb you, Mr. Kenyon, but this is quite important. I think this man has a story you should hear. All right. You've interrupted me. It's about an attempt to assassinate Governor Dawson. Are you the man that created the disturbance in the outer offices? <laughs> yes, sir. Magnuson, I think your judgment in this matter has been extremely poor. We uh, don't have time for this. I, I apologize. There's enough detail work to do with the ceremony less than a day away. Now get him out of here. You take care of schedule. Speak when you're spoken to, mister. Captain, I'm going to report this incident to your superiors. Now take him out of here. I've got plenty to do without hearing wild tales. The majority speaker and state justice... Your helper! What? Sit down, Hammond. He's in on it with Tampa. Arrest that man. Come on, Hammond. You've just bought yourself a trip to the slammer. Get away from me. I want that man in jail. I see it. Clearly. Come here, Hammond. He's helper, aren't you? I got you. Hey, you have let him get away. Go after him. Yes, sir. Stop. Stop or I'll shoot. I could. Nobody's ever taken a shot at me before. I was scared to death. Shoot at you. Magnuson never did that. I told you he's been in town since he busted his arm. Everybody knows that. Well, that's a cover. Anyhow, I hightailed out of the executive building, ran to my car in the underground garage, and was almost going to pull away. Hey, you. Come here. You get away from me. I want to talk. I bet you do. Come on. We've got to follow him. Right on my tail. I knew that was Tampa. I'll take this corner. Yeah. Sorry, lady. Didn't mean to cut you off, but I... Can't shake him. Run this red light. Maybe they... Darn, they ran it, too. I gotta step on it. Come on, car. Let's do our thing. On gas. Look at that needle. Almost on empty. You gotta run for it. Okay, big ham. Settle down. Easy, easy, easy. I better get on the freeway. I'll take this ramp. They're still behind me. Uh, the highway patrol. I've never been so glad to see Smokey in my life. Well, you bet I'm pulling over. Hey, here goes Tampa and El Rojo. Oh, Smokey, you saved my life. You sure did. Okay, buddy, don't worry. I'm not giving you any hassle. Fantastic, Big Ham, fantastic. This sounds like something right out of the comic books. Amen. Superman. Okay, then what? 
Then you were thrown in jail and escaped, correct? No. That's the strangest part. Uh? The Smokey took my license, went back to his two-wheeler, made contact with somebody. He, he must have talked for five minutes. I just sat there looking for Tampa to return, but he didn't. Anyway, Smokey gives me back my stuff and tells me to get lost. What? Honest to Pete, Glenn. Uh. He gets on his bike and continues down the freeway. I was dumbfounded. But, you know, that just doesn't happen. You bet your bottom dollar. Well, anyway, I, I got back in the car, pulled off the freeway, got a load of gas, and, and, and just kept moving. Finally, when it got dark, I pulled into a shopping center to kind of sort things out. Okay, big hand. Now, get a grip on yourself. Just try to put all the pieces of the puzzle together. Nice and quiet. Don't panic. Don't panic. You're the only one with a clear head. I'll call in. No, 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 no. He'd never believe me. Magnuson? No way. Maybe he's in it, too. I better monitor their frequency again. Yeah. They don't know about my special scanner. I better flip it on. What do you mean you let him get away? Well, he was picked up by some highway cop. You think we're going to start shooting in that situation? Yes, you should have killed both of them. Oh, that's dumb. Real bushly dumb. Then we would have had all of the police on our backs. I don't want that man running around loose. Find him and kill him. Look, it's easy for you to say. Listen, I want to abort this hit. Nothing's gone right from the beginning. It's a bad job. Now let's call it off. Never. The council has ordered it. We go as planned. Now try to find that man. How? Circulate pictures? He's bound to come back here. Have El Rojo stake out the building. You're worried. I can tell it. You're the one that's messing up. If we don't get Dawson, you're in the frying pan, not us. Just make sure you're on time. Remember, 1.30 sharp. Helper, you find the guy. You kill him. It isn't in our contract. Tampa out. really shaken after I heard that conversation. Oh, my gosh, Ham. You just happened to pick up those people at that time talking about you. That's right. I used my scanner. Stepped up. While you were parked in the shopping center, in the middle of nowhere, you catch their frequency again, just like that. I, I couldn't believe it myself, but I did hear it. We can't believe it ourselves, either. Well, I, I, I guess I was just lucky. No. No, I had the right equipment. Yeah, and that part about the two-wheel Smokey letting you go without a citation. I'm sure Captain Magnuson, if he was there, which he wasn't, would have loved to lock you up. You know, th that's another part that mystified me. Boy, you have got some wild imagination. Well, now, all this is true. It is not fantasy. They were going to kill Governor Dawson, and I had to stop him. act of the hand that cried wolf. Well, everybody's gone except you and me, Big Ham. <laughs> you really cleared the house with this latest tale. Fella, you got to do something about this habit. It's bad. You're going to lose all your buddies, and I mean it. All right. Maybe. Just maybe. Some of those other stories were a touch overblown, but this one... No, sir, Len, I'm telling this one straight. 
You made a fool of yourself tonight. Hey, will you let me finish? I can prove everything. Everything. Okay, okay. I'll stick it out to the bitter end. Well, I drove back to the Capitol grounds about 8 o'clock the next morning. I had a plan all worked out. Well, almost worked out. Only another couple of yards to the governor's office. I gotta make it. I gotta get in there. Hello, Hammond. Uh, I've been waiting for you. Helper? I, I didn't see you behind that pillar. You'll never make it. Stay away from me. Stay right where you are, Hammond. Don't move an inch. Now keep your hands at your sides. Step back, Mr. Kenyon. I've got him. Fine work, Captain. You've apprehended a dangerous man. Bull, you're behind the plot, not me. Shut up, Hammond. Put your hands behind your neck. I'll take him into my custody now. Good. Move, Hammond. All right, Hammond. Sit over there and don't move a muscle. Yes, sir. Thank you, Captain. That will be all. I intend to have a special commendation written into your records. I appreciate that, sir. You'll excuse me. I want to check some final details concerning the honor guard. Can you handle Mr. Hammond here? No question about it. Hammond, don't make any more trouble. What did I do? I told you to shut up. And don't get off that chair until I get back. Yes, sir. I'll make sure that doesn't happen. Yes, it's just the two of us, isn't it? This isn't going to work, you know. Why not? Everything's on schedule. I've heard you. I've monitored you people with my scanner. I won't let you get away with this. With what? You come in here with a wild story of assassins, death threats on the governor. He's one of the most popular men in this state. The most popular we've ever elected. Plus, he's got a very good chance at the White House. So that's it. Now it's clear. Well, maybe to you. But it's a story to the rest of us. In a couple of hours, Charles Dawson will be sworn in for his third term. And after that, who knows? What about 1.30? And his appointment? Ah, good morning, Governor. Morning, Mr. Canyon. Is this the man? Yes, sir. He's the one responsible for the trouble. I don't know who you are, sir, but this episode won't go unnoticed. But you don't understand. Now, listen, mister. Don't you move until I tell you. Got that? You sit right there. Yes, sir. Good. Don't budge. All right, Mr. Kenyon, please come with me. There are some other details I'd like to clear up before the inauguration. I was left sitting there alone, not knowing what to expect. Time passed real slowly. I, I could hear the inauguration going on somewhere on the Capitol grounds. seems to be for nothing. And if I'm right? Nothing's happened. Only in your head. 
Everything under control, Captain? Oh, yes, sir. He stayed put for a change. Good. That means we can proceed on schedule. I'm sorry you missed the inauguration, Mr. Hammond. It was a beautiful ceremony. Magnuson, will you come with me, please? And you, sit there. Yes, sir. I sat in the governor's private waiting room. Gosh, it seemed like an eternity. There was a big old clock facing me, counting down 127, 28. And finally, at the stroke of 130. Right this way, gentlemen. The governor is expecting you. Tampa! El Rojo! Be quiet, Hammond. You'll pay for your meddling soon. Why don't we solve this situation first? You are to stick to the schedule. Come this way. Well, gentlemen, come in, please. I've been expecting you. Uh, governor, don't! That... Oh, shucks. He doesn't believe me. Nobody does. I'll get them when they come out of there. Mr. Hammond? Big Ham? Won't you come in? You're not dead. They didn't shoot you. What happened? Come into my office. Where are they? I saw Helper, Tampa, and El Rojo walk into your office, but but it's empty. Uh, I, I, I've imagined the whole thing. I, I guess I am crazy. Hardly. Sit down. Oh, no, 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 no. I want you to sit in my chair. Right there. What? That's right. Take the executive chair. Me? What, what's going on? Well, Big Ham... I owe you a debt of gratitude. You know, you saved my life. But there were no shots. And you're unharmed. Yes, thanks to you, Mr. Hammond, you did uncover a plot. Governor, I, I, I didn't think you believed me. Well, not at first. It seems your reputation has really traveled. However, there had been something in the wind for a long time, and then Captain Magnuson heard your story. Magnuson? What's his connection with this? Well, he works for me in a highly confidential capacity. He's quite a thorough man. You see, after you told him your fish story, he started checking, and, and all of a sudden, all the pieces of a real plot seemed to fall into place. You mean El Rojo and Tampa and, and Control? Exactly. You see, we had to play their game until Magnuson was positive that your tall tale was really true. But why did you hold me here? Because you were the only one that could provide positive voice identification. I get it. So you arrested Tampa and El Rojo when they went into your office. And Helper, better known to me as Mr. Kenyon. See, Magnuson and his undercover team were waiting for them as they walked into this chamber. We disarmed the whole group and took them into custody. Uh, you'll have to appear in court when the trial comes up. Oh, you can count on me, sir. Good. Maybe this will prove to my CB buddies that I'm not a liar. Oh, I can't wait to tell everybody. Uh, well, that's uh, going to be a little problem for you. You see, this episode is going to be kept out of the media until we snare control in the council. And that might take months. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell it anyway, Big Ham, because I'm sure they'll never believe you. <laughs> right, good buddy? Now, now that is sneaky. <laughs> that, that is downright unfair. Yes, it is, but 
<laughs> You're just going to have to live with it. Well, I'll get Magnuson to prove the story to my club. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The captain's going to have a solid alibi. See, he won't back up your story till the proper time. My big chance to crow and, <laughs> and you take it away. <laughs> well, Big Ham, my sources tell me you've done a good amount of crowing prior to this. <laughs> Maybe this is poetic justice. Could be. <laughs> Could be. Uh, but at least sir, you're you're safe, and and that's all that really counts. Thank you. Oh, I I I feel real fine about that. Yes, sir. That that that's enough for me. Uh, I think you're really going to feel good about this too. Michael Hammond, please rise, sir. Under the powers vested in me by this state, I hereby deputize you as special agent in charge of citizen band communications. You will report to me exclusively. Any and all contact with me shall be through the use of the state's police channel. Well, congratulations, Big Ham, for a job well done. Why? Well, I'll be doggone. <laughs> oh, oh, by the way, uh, my handle is Executive One. showed me around the office, had a big tray of sandwiches, and we shot the breeze for a couple of hours. And he had just been inaugurated. You know, Lynn, he is one fine person. <laughs> Anyhow, I, I headed home that afternoon. It took me a whole day to get back here. Now, how about that? Isn't that some story? <laughs> right, right. A big bunch of fairy tales and a whole pack of lies. A lot. You still don't believe me? Of course not. Okay, try this one on for size. Can I use your set? Sure, sure. Help yourself. <clears throat> big Ham calling Executive One. Big Ham calling Executive One. Do you read me? Over. This is Executive One. I copy. Over. Theater has been brought to you by Sears Roebuck and Company, where our policy is satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Sears, where America shops for value. The Ham That Cried Wolf was written by Ken Gerard, produced and directed by Fletcher Markle. Your host was Vincent Price. Our stars were Parley Bayer and Olin Soule. Also heard were Lou Krugman, Vic Perrin, Jack Crucian, True Boardman, and Lee Vine. The music for Sears Radio Theater was composed and conducted by Nelson Riddle. Mark Gilmore speaking. The Elliott Lewis production of Sears Radio Theater is a presentation of CBI.